What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 32 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger Podcast. And please head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to all the shows. We are in the middle week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Um, that means we have the Pro Bowl this week, so not much to talk about there. We'll dive into that in a little bit, but joined again today by Mr. Craig Riley. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm very glad I did not watch the Pro Bowl. Um, I think that was a good call by me, but I can't wait for the Super Bowl. That was a fun week last week and plenty of NFL news that happened this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, just kind of diving into a bunch of stuff today, um, starting off with the games from last weekend the 49ers and Eagles. I want to hear what your, your take is on that game. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the problem with that game is, right, kudos to the Eagles. They won. You know, I'm not going to take that away from them at all. And they, they played pretty well. The game's kind of a wash to me. San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what are they what – the, what did they play against? They played against Brock Purdy for two series. And then they played against Josh Johnson, who obviously can't do anything. And then they played against Brock Purdy, who might be out for next year based on his injury. So good win by the Eagles. They did what they needed to do, but like they didn't really get tested. That's just my thoughts on it. Do you think they've been tested at all this year? No, I I don't. The only games they've been tested is against Dallas. And and now, granted, the problem with that one is the game they lost. Hurts didn't start. I think their first real test is coming against Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. I think. Like I mean, like you said, I mean they they should be happy they won. I mean, obviously the 49ers were putting it in a tough spot. I think when the 49ers had it at 14-7 and they got the ball, but they were trying to drive before the half, and then Josh Johnson fumbled the ball right before the half, and then the Eagles went down and scored and made it 21 to seven. I think that was the that was a nail in the coffin yeah. right there for me. And and again, you know, obviously, right, the Eagles put up 31 points, but like, look at the stats. They didn't even do that well offensively. Hertz went for 121. All their running backs went for under 50 yards and they all their yards were carried bad. And obviously the San Francisco defense is really good, but it, that just came down to the fact that basically that San Fran couldn't move the ball. So they were just getting good field position constantly. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, one thing I did take away is I thought McCaffrey looked pretty good and his yards for carry was pretty good in that game. Um, and I think that could spell something for how the Chiefs are going to play them with Pacheco. I think they're going to struggle a little bit with like how hard Pacheco runs. He's getting for this year. No, I mean, should he be getting it? Yes, because he's had like a phenomenal year. But like, he essentially is just another Lamar Jackson with a better overall team. If you put Lamar Jackson on this team, I think they're better than that what they are with Hurts. Yeah, that's what a lot of the talk has been, is that basically if you put Hurts on the Chiefs, they probably don't even make the playoffs. And if you put Mahomes on the Eagles, it might be the greatest team ever assembled. Um, right. I mean, that's. I mean, look at their team. Like, your second best – your second receiver is Devontae Smith. Like, that would be the number one for Kansas City, bar none. You have a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard, in my opinion, right? So mm-hmm. that's good. You have probably the best offensive line in the league. And you have a really good defense. There's a lot of stuff here that I want to touch on with the Eagles. So Hertz had 4.8 yards per attempt this past weekend against the 49ers. The 49ers played 20, 20 games this year. That was the second lowest yards per attempt they've played against all season. And this was a defense that ranked middle of the pack 
in passing yards allowed. So, and the only one lower than Hertz was Tom Brady, who his right. I think he had like four point six in that blowout game. So you take and also you take away that Devonta Smith, you know, I mean catch in the beginning, which you know you obviously can't because it was call the catch, never challenge, whatever. Hertz's yards per attempt is going to go lower than that. So he played the worst against that defense all season. Like you said, their yards per play in total yards, 269 total yards for the game is very low. Um, I definitely think, I mean, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, I think that game goes a lot different. Just do the 49ers win? I don't know, but I, I can't even look at this game for Philadelphia and like be confident in them going to play a chiefs team next week. Right. And like, the thing is, is like you go to the chiefs game and they did a great job. I felt like stopping burrow. They completely shut down Mixon and P Ryan. I mean, they basically were just non-existent the whole game and they did a pretty good job on Jamar chase. I mean, I've been pretty impressed with the Kansas city defense, this entire playoff run. They've Mm kind of really come to play. And I think that is just more of a tune of like how Andy Reid sets up his teams because I think he gave those rookie corners so much time to develop and they're finally coming into their own. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's going to be a really interesting game. They're going to force hurts to throw. And I, we've been saying it all year. Can he throw and beat them? And if I'm, I don't know, he hasn't proved that he can do it because all of his big passing our games are blowouts and it's not his yeah. fault either. Like no. there's nothing you can do. Like we're, you know, bashing on him because obviously like, you know, we're, probably pretty big eagle haters you know not that's not shocking based on how we've talked about them all year but i mean i don't know i just haven't been like overly impressed with them and like i said the losses that they've had are when people just stop hurts from running and stuff like that people are always say oh they only lost because he was hurt but they lost the commanders with hurts for sure and i mean don't get yeah don't get me wrong i do not like the eagles but i i'm a jalen hurts fan i've been a, a fan of his since he was at Alabama obviously when he went to Oklahoma um you know I was a big follower of him there thought he definitely could have won the Heisman if you know Joe Burrow didn't have the spectacular season he had that year but regardless you know like you said we haven't seen Hurts throw throw the ball I mean he's 16th in the NFL in pass attempts so I think it just comes down to the you know the Eagles haven't really been been challenged and you know I mean you know and, hopefully and again, Mahomes not their fault right like, you can't They've won the games there that were put in front of them, so there's nothing. It's it's no fault of their own. So, but like, what good offense? I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. They haven't even played a good offense all year, minus the Cowboys, which they gave up 40 points to. Right. I mean, the Vikings won earlier in the year. I don't even. I mean, Kurt Cousins on Monday Night Football or whatever. Well, it's I mean, like yeah, hard to even I mean, count I, that. I mean, that, I mean, he's worse than uh, Zach Wilson on prime even, time. So, I mean, the Lions. The Lions have a good offense, but they put up thirty-five on Philly. You know, so it's like right. And then you look down. They gave up thirty-two to the Commanders. Gave up thirty-three to Rodgers in a bad offense. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Eagles could come out and absolutely. Well, they've done you know, it all year. Bl- if they score 14 out. points in the first quarter and Kansas City doesn't score any, this game's going to be a blowout. Right, and that could definitely happen. It's hard for me to see Hurts being successful throwing the ball when we haven't seen it all year. I mean, 22 touchdown passes, you know, not a lot. Only six interceptions. That's been good. He had less rushing yards this year than he had last year, um, which is – I mean, it wasn't by a lot. But um, I don't know. I just think Hurts gets a lot of credit for – how good this team is and hurts did nothing 
in this game last week. But he didn't have um, to. And that's like the whole that's the whole right. argument, right? Is that mm-hmm. when he has to do something, I mean, if you're Andy Reid, right? How do you even guard him because you ha- no one's been no one's had to do it all year. He hasn't had the, I don't think they've had to open up the playbook in one game with him. Right. I don't know. I mean, I was I was, you know, we talked about it before the game about you know, the corners for the Giants that were playing eight to 10 yards off of A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, et cetera. And the 49ers set corners were playing at the line of scrimmage on A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And I think they did a really good job. I mean, you saw the, obviously the catch, the catch, I guess, if you want to call it, Devonta Smith had to make diving down one-handed. Um, Hertz overthrew A.J. Brown by about three to five yards on a play early in the game um, that would have been for a touchdown. So, I think the way to beat the Eagles is just you got to make Hurts throw and you got to you can't give any cushion to these receivers. You got to just play them one on one and hope for the best. But I, I go on to run something, run something by you. Have you heard of the three quarterback rule that was taken out of the NFL in 2010? No, tell me about it. <clears throat> so there was this rule that the NFL had um, in place that they got rid of in 2010 that said you could have three quarterbacks dressed on like on your roster for like the active like game day roster. And one of them would not count against your active roster. So like you would have two that were like counting towards the active 45 or 46, whatever it is. And then you had one guy that could dress as like an emergency quarterback. Um, But they, and if he came in the game before, the fourth quarter, the other two quarterbacks that were active would would not be able to come back into the game. So it was kind of a like a rule that was put in place to like that would have been a perfect situation for this 49ers Eagles game because Purdy and Josh Johnson went down and they had they had to go back to Purdy who couldn't throw the football. Right. So do you think the NFL should bring back a rule kind of like that where you can have like an emergency quarterback or like maybe they make it so there's more active people every Sunday that can play. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I think you like... should probably bring it back. I think that was, it, it was a terrible way for that season to end for them. Like, mm. and they should have had, but the, here's the question, right? If Josh Johnson's their backup, who are they bringing in as the third? I was just going to say that. I don't know how, how are there no better options than him in the end <laughs> right. that are free agents? I mean, like where's Nick Mullins when he needs them? Where's anybody? That guy was terrible. I know it's so bad, isn't it? Like, it was just like, uh, I don't know what he's doing. They honestly, I, I and I'm shocked they didn't do this. They should have just started going wildcat. I think, I mean, they tried. I mean, you saw that. I, I, I saw McCaffrey throw one pass. I don't know if he threw more than that, but the one he threw that was like a complete disaster. Well, I think their play. emergency quarterback was use check, right? Yeah, and he didn't even go in at quarterback. Oh, man, Josh Johnson was bad. I mean, that was like. That was bad. I, I mean, he's always like not been that good of a quarterback. But this is the point of like, man, do you not like go sign someone just in case? I just can't imagine he was the best option. Yeah, and again, I think it's some of the blame definitely goes on the 49ers. I mean, but again, you can't really plan for that. What, what sucks um, for them is, let's say this happens in the Super Bowl, Jimmy G's the backup. Yeah. I mean, that that's just so unlucky, isn't it? Like when you really think about it, like at that point, Jimmy G's your backup. Purdy starting. Purdy gets hurt. Jimmy G goes in. 
Mm-hmm. Like you're you're one game away from that. Because like what he almost got ruled in for the game, right? Like it was like yeah, he had an outside chance of play, and then they said if he won, there would have been a good chance he would have been active for the Super Bowl. No, I mean regardless, it sounds like we're both kind of on the same side. You know, the Eagles have you can't blame them for who they played, but we're really still not sold on them. But um, the Bengals Chiefs game, I thought the Bengals played really well. Um, obviously, Mahomes played great. Um, might have been Mahomes' like best game all season when you look at Hardman, Juju, and Tony all went down early in that game. Right. And it was basically just Kelsey and Valdez Scantling. And I mean, it's easy when you're getting when you have Eli Apple, you know, getting burned every play. But um well, like you had mentioned duly no, he should have. I was so glad they did that after mm-hmm. what he did the the week before. Like yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, I think I mean, Mahomes is definitely the MVP for me. Um, he's he's had a really great year without Tyreek. Um, Travis Kelsey's obviously stepped up here these last two weeks. Um, and, you know, we talked about it prior to the game. We thought, you know, Chris Jones and Frank Clark were going to be the difference makers um, in that game. And Chris Jones definitely was. I mean, the guy, he had a phenomenal game. Um, and the Bengals offensive line just couldn't, couldn't hold him back um, long enough. But... I want to get your opinion on the officiating in that game. I mean, here's the deal. I think the last play is a penalty no matter what. I think that he ex- exaggerates the play, which obviously is like sucks, right? Because like you don't want that. You don't want him to exaggerate it. But like either way, the guy pushed him out of bounds like mm-hmm. while he's out. So there's, there's nothing we can do there. The officiating the rest of the game was horrific. Yeah, I mean, the Bengal- so the Bengals were the fifth – fifth least penalized team in the NFL all season averaged just over four penalties a game. They were called for nine in this game. And you look at some of like the no calls. Um, I don't know. Like you have the or the Mahomes get, you know, that drive Burrow gets thrown to the ground at least two seconds after he threw the ball. Frank Clark came up the middle and just pushed him over. Uh, it, I mean, it was a rough in the passer. I probably wouldn't have called it, but based off the rules, it was. Right. The, in- the intentional right. grounding they called on Burrow. Um, well, I mean, it. I'll, I'll tell you what, and I said this to you, I think, last week. I think a lot of it had to do with I don't think the refs like the whole cockiness coming into it from the Bengals' side. I think that plays a, a big factor into it. No, it does. And that was the next thing I was going to get into. It's like all these things that were going against like Cincinnati. Like Burrowhead and stuff like that. You just can't do stuff like that. I think it just bites you. And like, were the refs bad? Of course. But the, also the Bengals played terrible. I mean, that was the worst game I've seen them play. Well, actually, since the Ravens game. But we talked about that. They didn't play well in the Ravens game either. Well, that my next point about the officials was, do you think, and I think it's in all, all professional sports, the officials – are way too emotional and take everything way too personal. Right. Like they, like you look at the basketball, like the technicals they call now, like they're just so overly emotional calling these games. And it's just not, I just don't think it's fair. Well, I, th- to like I think, I think the, the issue here is right. Is that you've automated a lot of things to take the plays out of the official hands. But I think that sometimes does the opposite, right? When, if I'm doing a job and you're telling me, Hey, you can make this call. But if we think you're wrong, we're going to overturn it. I think that like kind of like stings a little bit. 
if you know what I mean. So instead, mm -hmm. they're going to want to affect the game themselves because they want to prove that they don't need anyone to help them. And I think it turns into a, oh, like, we're just going to make sure we do this. The problem was in this game, it, it was severely against the Bengals. Like, to the point where yeah. it was like, man, like, why are they doing this? Like, I don't know. There needs to be some sort of, like, seventh official or eighth official on the sideline honestly keeping track of it just being like hey guys like let's review some of these things you're calling it here we're not calling it here like what's going on well that and i mean the thing that gets me is like all like a lot of the replays now like when they call like the the tony touchdown that they call the catch that wasn't a catch and the like new york came in right away and got over to the you know the official down on the field that it wasn't a catch um and that's something that I think they could just do for the entire game. But they it's don't like, do that for the Devontae Smith catch. Right, and that was my next point. It's like he's basically the exact same catch based off the angle the official had on the play, and they blew that one dead in the same amount of time. They could have right. blown the Devonta Smith one dead as well. Like, it's just – I don't know. It's like the inconsistency well, has been there all season. Well, like you said, it's all sports, help. though. It, all sports mm. are really bad about it. Like it depends, it, you know, soccer's a pretty big example, obviously, because I played, right? But like you have a certain ref, you know, he's going to call things a certain way over another ref that you have. You might have one linesman that's going to call off sides a lot more stringent than another. And when you don't have like a VAR, or like a, you know, a video referee, you just have to know that going in. And I think that's mm -hmm. the same thing with like holding or pass interference and stuff like that. These guys know what refs are going to call what. And But the problem is once you get into these big time situations, I'm sure that these refs are getting like stuff being like, hey, by the way, like you're not calling these pass interference calls like like you have been all year. So they're going to call them even stricter. I don't know. It's it's kind of a lose lose. Right. Because like what are you, what's the alternative? I don't know. I mean, that's my next. Do you think the NFL is not? I don't know. We obviously saw like the all this last week, but the NFL's rigged. It's scripted. I don't think it's to that point. But like you said, like. I mean, there's been proof of, you know, Donahue or whatever his name was, the NBA right. official that was calling, like, you know, that was betting on games, calling games a certain way because they were given, like, a tape from the NBA, like, you know, like, oh, last night's game, Kobe Bryant. Like, they use this as an example. Like, he should have been – all these should have been foul calls. They weren't. Um, so the NBA made, like, a point to send a video to the officials that were calling his next game to look for all these things. And lo and behold, Kobe Bryant would go to the free throw line 20 times in the next game. So it's like right. the NFL, which, you know, obviously makes so much money, has complete control over everything that goes on. And would they have liked, you know, to see the 49ers get to the Super Bowl? I think so. Like, would it have been a good story for Brock Purdy? Yes. But if you have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, the two best teams in the NFL pretty much all season, would you prefer that? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm my kind of thought process on that is like, I kind of like feigning ignorance on it. Right. Because like, I don't believe it's scripted. So like, why would I like go down that like rabbit hole of like, well, you know, they would rather this, of course they would. Right. But if that's the case, then we would see it a lot more often of like, they want certain matchups. Like if MLB had their way, they would have Dodgers Yankees or Dodgers Red Sox in the world series every year. And like, once they get into the, you know, the playoffs, you can definitely call strikes and balls to where you kind of like help them do that. So I don't know, like it's, it's a tough situation because these refs are probably doing the best they can. I think the problem is, is that they're so worried about being corrected that they then overcorrect themselves 
and they're and they look for things like oh well this guy's gonna do this and because they're humans they're like i'm gonna call this every time he does it but if you haven't been calling that on that guy all year or other refs haven't it's not really fair to do so now the roughing the passers and like the you know unsportsmanlike conduct stuff i think the the bad one was the miss burrow one to me that was that should have been a 15 yarder based on how the rule is set up and then on the flip side i think they called the mahomes one right so that's a 30 yard mm-hmm. swing right there yeah i think i think they called the mahomes one right for sure um but yeah, I think they definitely miss a lot of calls with the. the Obviously, Bengals, Mahomes but... has been watching some soccer because he, you know, he flopped with it. But like, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Like, he wants to get. If I'm him, I'm doing the same thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that was bad on him at all. Like, he gets pushed. He's obviously going to sell it. Right. The the one thing, as like you said, what's the alternative? I don't know. The one thing I like about Major League Baseball is the home plate umpire gets a report card the next that comes out the next day on all the balls and strikes they called. Right. What, but what like the NBA gets the, the, the two minute thing <laughs> that doesn't, that hasn't helped them at all. Like in the yeah, last two minutes, they, they get all the they calls and stuff like that. They don't afterwards. do that anymore though. I don't think. Oh, I thought, I well, they came out a few days ago saying they missed some blatant calls, but that was probably just the official or like association. I don't know. I do like the MLB thing for sure. Yeah. But it's, I don't su- think the... it's such more of an arbitrary argument though for the MLB, right? Because it's balls and strikes. Yeah. What's a hold? Like, you know, the old adage is there's a hold on every play, right? So, like, if we're going to do it to that degree, they're going to miss every play they don't call a hold. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the alternative is. Get better refs. I mean, like, somebody made a joke. Like, I liked it better when the refs were on strike or whatever the hell it was when we had all the the fill-in refs because at least they had an excuse to be bad. But these guys don't. And they've yeah. just been bad. I mean, we've been talking about it all year, how poor the officiating has been and just the inconsistency. It, it, yeah, it's more the inconsistency. I I would assume that they would be bad. I think it's inconsistency. I also think, and this is kind of an out there thing, I think they just need to get rid of the coach's challenge and they, they need to just review things that are close. Because the yeah. coach's challenge thing, that like, for example, right, Shanahan doesn't do the one on Devontae Smith, which in hindsight was a really bad no challenge because Devontae mm-hmm. Smith didn't catch it. But like, why is he going to waste it in the first, like in the first quarter on the first drive? Like he's, he's not, he's never like analytics would tell him not to throw that challenge. Right. Right. So I think that's a really bad, like use of like how it should be. They should just review everything that's close. Any catch. And honestly, they, they do. review, I know I, but they could, but you can't overturn it whenever Hertz is going to go up and just like quickly snap the ball. No, I know, but there is a lot of times where the refs come in and like right after a play happened, they'll be like, "Oh, after further review, the, it's incomplete" because they'll like they'll get report from New York or the right. booth or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think also it's... think they need to review fifteen yard penalties. Like, yeah, the problem with that again is we thought it was going to get fixed with pass interferences, and then they just never o- <laughs> overturned anything. Right, because they don't want to I mean... be wrong. They're humans. They don't want to be wrong. We'll see how they do in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, Chiefs, Eagles next week. We'll get into that game next weekend. Um, we could probably talk about this all day, but um, some bigger news that happened in the NFL this past week. Tom Brady retired for a second time. Do you think it's the final time? I don't know. I mean, you know, I've always been a pretty big defender of Brady. People in Texas love to say he's just clout chasing, and I'm starting to think they might be right because, like, why is he announcing it the week before the Super Bowl? Like, why not just wait? I mean, I know he did it because it was the same time last year, but it's like, 
why why didn't he just wait until after the Super Bowl? I don't know. He he's kind of getting on my nerves at this point. I hope it's the end. I th- I think I think it will be this time. Um, but and you never know with him. I mean, if I think he was, you know, hoping that he'd get a lot more time with his family now that he's retired. If that d- isn't the case, and the Raiders or someone come calling, we're going to give you $30 million to come play next year. Yeah, I'm pretty think, sure he'll be think, back. You uh, think McDaniels is now upset that he's getting rid of Carr now that Brady's retired? Had to be the play, right? I think that, that was definitely where they were going. But, I mean, I've heard Aaron Rodgers' rumors as well. So Well, it makes sense. I mean, I mean, why not go back? I don't think Devontae Adams had an issue with Rodgers. I think his issue was is he just didn't want to be in the cold anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Brady's done. Um, I think it's good. You know, he didn't do that bad this year, but he wasn't the same Brady. And honestly, that loss that they had, he looked terrible and it wasn't the line. It was him. He couldn't read anything. He wasn't calling any of the right blitz pickups. And I've been saying this all year, but that dude must hate Mike Evans because he couldn't hit him on a 20 yard ball all year. Yeah. I don't have walks up for a week. 17 or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, well, he had to get but... over a thousand yards. So at that point, you know, just start feeding them. But um, I think he's done. I think the super interesting stuff is the coaching stuff, though. Yeah, for sure. I was going to talk about that next. So, I mean, obviously, I'm here in Carolina. Um, Were you surprised it, they didn't hire Wilkes? I was. Yeah, I thought Wilkes did. I thought he did enough to win the job. I mean, they went six and six when he was, I think that was a, I think that was a bad idea. I actually like Frank Reich. I think he got a really bad, um, like bet, you know, basically in Indianapolis. Like, I don't think that was his fault to why they were bad. I think Matt Mm -hmm. Ryan is just not as good as he used to be. And they put all their eggs in that basket, but man, like, how do you let Wilkes not be the head coach? He did such a good job. I don't know. And I mean, they were saying, you know, like all along, Tepper wanted a young mind, like offensive mind. Everyone's looking for the next, you know, Sean McVay, et cetera. Um, and then you get Frank Reich, who's, you know, he's been around. He used, he was the first quarterback. I didn't know if he was the first quarterback for the Carolina Panthers when they came into the NFL. And he is a good offensive mind. Like, there's no he doubt. Is. Like, I'm a huge Frank Reich fan. I think I don't like him as a coach. I think as a play caller, he is good. Um but I mean, Steve Wilkes won that locker room over. Um, that was a terrible. I mean, if they were one and four when they fired Matt Rule, they just had gotten blown out by the 49ers in in Charlotte. Um, yeah, what Wilkes a fail! What a fail that ended up being. You know, I thought the Matt Rule hire was such a good hire from Baylor when they did it, and mm-hmm. that just never never worked out. But again, there's not a lot of college coaches that make the jump very well. No, I think it's definitely hard. Um, it. I mean, I think Wilkes got screwed. Um, you know, there's, you know, another, you know, there's a couple of coaching vacancies that are still open. The Colts, obviously, which I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, have you heard anything about who's the favorite there? Uh, and what, which one? Sorry. The, the Colts. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything. I, I thought for a while they're going after D'Amico Ryans, which I think is why it took a while. But obviously he's with the Texans, which, again, great hire. I think that yeah. works out. And I think Wilkes is going to go to San Francisco. And be the defensive coordinator there. Mm-hmm. I um, did hear that, which makes sense, right? Um, so, congrats to D'Amico Ryan's on that because I think that was very well deserved. That that team's in shambles, but you know, I think he'll do a good job. Mm-hmm. I have no clue who's going to go to Indianapolis. If I'm them, though, I mean, what do you even do? Like, why is that? I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have Michael Pittman. Do you have mm-hmm. anything else? 
I mean, that's you had a solid defense. I mean, I wouldn't say solid. You have good pieces on defense. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, are they just going to run it back with Jeff Saturday? Because oh, there's who, no way. Who, who? I mean, who are the candidates at this point? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it looks like they're waiting until after the Super Bowl. Um, it looks like maybe Aaron Glenn from the Lions, which makes sense. Like, they did, they did pretty good. Um, like, he did pretty good this year. But, I mean, based on, like, the stuff that I've read and stuff like that, I don't think, like, anyone's really even interviewed for the job that they've been like, oh, man, we're going to get him. Um, I think they're going to hire a nobody. That's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to hire some like random person that no one's really heard of. That's like a position coach somewhere who's probably a, a decent person, but you know, I don't know if I'm them. Yeah. Right. And you know, I'm sitting here like, Oh man, what do I do? I think I do think Aaron Glenn's a good idea, but you might want to get like an actual, like old school coach in there and just be like, okay, let's do one more year with Matt Ryan and see what happens. There. Do you think Beatami will get a chance? I think he needs to leave Kansas City, which is sad because I think he just gets no recognition for what he's done there. And there's nothing he can do about it, unfortunately. You think he would like Arizona? I think so. I think, though, he's going to have to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to give him a job as a head coach. Is in, And I don't think that's right. I think he should have had one two years ago. But I think that if what he could do, like a, a not a bad idea, is to go to somewhere like, you know, the Panthers or someone like that and just try to like work with Reich and try to get that offense like doing well and then go from there. But he's getting no recognition for what he's done in Kansas city. I know he never does. And it's, I feel like it was what, two years ago. Maybe it sounded like he was going to be the head coach somewhere. And then we've heard nothing. Well, and then the, you brought up the Arizona thing too. How interesting is it that no one wants to take on Murray's contract? Like as a coach, I mean, I'm not really that surprised. I mean, I've liked Kyler Murray, but I mean, he is a head case. I mean, he's, you see him yelling at Hopkins, Kingsbury, everybody. So, I mean, and he's going to miss what? It sounds like he won't be back till the middle of next season. So, I mean, you also have that too. If you're taking that job, you don't even have your quarterback, but. Yeah. Do you, do you know who I hire if I'm them? If I'm Arizona, I hire, I hire Flores. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't put up with any of his, his crap, well, that's for sure. I think it's the way you go, though. You hire Flores, which is a good hire. Like, he shouldn't have been fired in Miami. I think we all agree there. Even though, like, mm-hmm. obviously the guy they got is an awesome coach. Like, no, you know, not talking any, you know, smacks there. But you hire Flores, and he, he's not going to put up with Kyler's stuff. He's right. not going to do it. Mm-mm. He'll bench him. He has no problem benching him. Um, how do you bench someone that makes that much <laughs> that much money, though? I, I mean, well, well, if he's not going to put in that, the problem is with Kyler, right? Is is he really going to put in the effort in the off season, like nope. to do his rehab? He's going to be gaming. I mean, he and then that's also they're probably losing Hopkins, which hopefully the Patriots go get him. But you know, I don't know, but not with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> probably a pipe dream. <laughs> um, hey, I love the Bill O'Brien. So as long as Patricia's not calling plays, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm very happy. I think it'll be nice. I mean, he's obviously familiar with Belichick, um, so I, I, I like it. I mean, anybody would have been an upgrade, in my opinion. And then, what do you think about the Sean Payton? I I don't know. Are I mean, you ba- are you back on the the Broncos bandwagon? They gonna trick you again? I don't know. I've heard it like Sean Payton's obviously a, a great coach. You know, he gets a lot of praise, but like you look at his resume and what is he? He's been to one Super Bowl. 
and he won it, won it. I mean, with Breeze, who is arguably a top five quarterback of all time, maybe. So it's like they went to one Super Bowl the entire time he was in New Orleans. Did they get screwed out of a couple of them? Yeah, the Rams, you know, when they lost to the Rams and the Minneapolis Miracle, you know, they probably should have won that game too. But it's like, I don't know. I think Sean Payton gets a lot of credit for not doing that much. Is he a good offensive coach? For sure. But I don't know. I mean, Russell Wilson's, what, 34, 35? Something like that. I don't know. I really don't know. I think Denver needed to do something, but these last two off seasons so far have not not looked good, and they have no draft picks either, which is not going to help. Well, all right. So here's my question to you, right, on this one, because I find this super interesting. They went with Peyton, because if I'm Sean Peyton, and you were, and you're like, okay, I want to like be a head coach again. First off, I wouldn't give up the picks for Sean Peyton. I think that's like a ridiculous amount. But I really thought he was going to wait for the Dallas job to open. Like, that's mm-hmm. what everyone here thought. I mean, people were calling for McCarthy to get fired, which is crazy because, like, I don't think McCarthy's the one to blame for them losing. I also mm-hmm. don't think it was Kellen Moore's fault either. No. So them getting rid no. of him made no sense. But right. I think if you're Peyton, like, why didn't you just go back to Fox for another year? Because if McCarthy doesn't win it next year, he's gone. Mm-hmm. For sure. I just like, I... why would you go to Wilson? And like, maybe he really thinks that like Hackett was that bad that he can like, okay, we have talent. We'll go. But Javante Williams had an ACL. Who knows how he's going to bounce back? Cortland Sutton was a shell of himself. Judy looked really good in the games he played, but obviously he has a temper or something was going on because half the games he would freak out. I don't yeah. know. Their defense is good. So maybe his thought is I can get, I can score 24 points a game and win most games. Yeah, which makes sense because, I mean, you know, we talked about if they had averaged 20 points a game, their season would have gone a lot different. But, I mean, again, you know, I think – I mean, Denver, I don't know. Like I talked about the draft picks. They have five picks, six picks in the upcoming draft. They don't pick till the end of the – or beginning of the third round, I guess, pick 68. So they have no picks before 68, which is not not great. They do pick back-to-back 68, 69. And then one fourth, one fifth, one sixth, and one seventh. So I don't know. I think it's going to be hard to to build that to build that team to where I, they want to be. Yeah, I just think that you're in a really weird spot because if Wilson is bad again, like it's just so much pressure to go there and with Wilson. I I mm-hmm. would have thought he would have wanted to build up a team. That's kind of uh, what I thought he was going to do, or go take over a team like Dallas, where like there's probably not that much coaching involved. I thought he was going to go to Houston. I thought he would have got to basically pick his quarterback and done whatever he wanted. I mean, you know, they have a ton of money there. They're not paying anybody besides like Brandon Cooks, maybe. True. Who wants to trade? <laughs> bring bring him back to New England. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for it, you know, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think that the open hires, I really hope the enemy gets a job. I think he deserves it. I don't know why he hasn't gotten a job yet. And then, like I said, I think Flores is a good one. I think Vance Joseph probably deserves probably another, um, you know, another shot at it. Mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday doesn't need to even be touching an interview. I don't know what was going on there. But again, the problem with the Colts and the Cardinals vacancies, it's like those are not good places to take over right now based on personnel. Definitely not. I mean, you look at, I mean, obviously, I think the number one thing you look at as a new coach is who's the quarterback. The Colts have, well, I don't even know, nobody. And then, 
I mean, obviously Kyler Murray, but it sounds like nobody wants to work with him. Well, Kingsbury I think, did it for four years well, or whatever. The other reason I thought him. maybe Peyton was going to go to Arizona was because Kyler Murray, like height-wise, fits like Bree, so like Peyton can just move his offense over there. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's interesting, but I am happy about the Pats. You know, getting Bill O'Brien. I don't know how they kept Gerard Mayo. Couldn't tell you what what deal they made with him. He has to be taking over for Belichick in two years. That's the only thing that like makes any sense to me. Um, well, that's what we thought when McDaniel's took the Colts job and then turned it down. We thought he was going to be the next in line, and it, we're still riding with Bill. Well, he wants to break the record. I think he's too close yeah. now to not break it, and like was- that's fine. Two years, three years away. Well, based on how we played last year, probably three, but hopefully two. Um, two, two would be good. What is he? Eighteen away? Yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, definitely less than twenty. I think. Okay, so eighteen. Yeah, I think next year will be better, but with an actual play caller. But we got to bring in some people um, to catch the ball, and I think we're losing Jacoby. Yeah, I think him, Damian Harris. I think a lot of people are going to be gone at time. Um, I think the Patriots are going to have a very interesting offseason again. Um, but they, I mean, they lo- They definitely get some cap freed up with, you know, Aguilar, his 15 million or whatever the hell that sh- shitty contract was. That'll, that'll be back on the table. So that's good. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, should be an exciting off season for them. Wanted to talk to you about, so you said we're, you know, you're not watching the pro bowl today. Obviously they I, had I, like, I am not, I'm not interested at all. I think that it's, I honestly, at this point, based on how the NHL, all-star game win in this one the only all-star game worth anything is the nba yeah and then they're actually playing for something i was just going to ask you like i don't know if you had a chance to watch any like the skills competition, I, I, I saw but... some highlights of it. i saw josh jacobs basically like walk out well yeah and they're out here doing longest drive you know in golf it's like this has nothing to do with football i just i think the nfl is at a complete loss I, I don't this know week, why but they we... don't want to lose out on all the money that they can make. Right. But like, why do we need it? We don't. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what if they just got rid of the pro bowl altogether and you, st- you could still be like elected to the pro bowl as like an honor and get like a bonus or whatever. But why are they even playing this game? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. There's no point. And it's really just causes injuries. Like I said, the only one that matters to me is the NBA because I like, M- you know, NBA All-Star Saturday, because I like mm-hmm. to see how bad the dunk contest gets every year, because it never never gets any better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the game is usually interesting in the fourth quarter, because they start playing. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that they're playing for their charities, I think, is huge for them. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I definitely like that. The MLB, I like, because, you know, they're playing for home field advantage in the World Series, so, like, that means a lot. Yeah, the too. problem with the MLB one to me is I don't like it being in the middle of the season for pitchers. Yeah. That kind of well, sucks. Yeah, they only go like one inning. I know, usually. but like that just, you know, I mean, I don't know. It just like seems to throw it off because it ru- ruins the whole thing. But yeah, it was pretty bad. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I got a kick out of um, listening to the interviews more than anything. Like, you know, Carr basically saying that's yeah. why he was getting let go was, was a great bit. Um but well, yeah, that, I, like that was another. I mean, yeah, I, me and you had texted, but like Tyler Huntley, who actually looked pretty good in the passing. Yeah, like why is he on, there? Whatever. Yeah, two. He threw two touchdowns this year. Obviously, he's filling in for Lamar, but it's like, 
I like you got guys like Joe Burrow that were, you know, obviously being over him. He's not going for whatever reason. Josh Allen, Herbert, whoever. Well, so you're looking at Carr, Trevor I'll tell Lawrence. You what, Josh Allen's just trying to figure out what went wrong this year. I mean, I, do you blame him? I mean, the Bills were everyone was had them like winning the Super Bowl preseason. The one good thing, and obviously, you know, is that I think the two best teams are in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that were the mo- that were the best all year for sure, most consistent. But yeah, um, I I don't know. Yeah, the the Pro Bowl, I don't think there's any fixing it. I think it's just you know something we're always gonna have to live with. But I don't think they're never gonna care about it because they don't want to get hurt. And they tried something new. I'll credit them for that, but it was really bad. You know, based on the the Twitter videos I saw. And like I said, I won't watch it today. I've never really watched a Pro Bowl, but I don't. I have no clue how you make it better. Maybe you do something like a charity thing, but I don't know how you do that with football. Well, yeah, I mean, they're doing flag football today. I, I thought the game was supposed to come on at three, but I don't know if it's even started yet um, as we are 3.56 Eastern time right now. But um, Well, probably not. They're probably doing some like weird dodgeball tournament again or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, honestly, they should just let George Kittle do whatever he wants every Pro Bowl. The, the I, dude is a, a walking good time. He is, and that's that's something that kind of annoys me. It's like you look at he's there, McCaffrey's there. They just lost last week, and you've got guys like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those people not there. So it's like – it's just like they shouldn't well, have a choice, you know? Like you're yeah, I think that's the, the other Pro, issue. that's the go. other issue too, right, is that like you don't have to go and you can just turn it down, which like if I'm Joe Burrow, like <laughs> I wouldn't want to go. Well, that's stupid because, like, if you you look back at the twenty, like, let's say ten years down the road, and you're looking at like, oh, who was a Pro Bowl in two thousand twenty two or whatever, and it's like you look at there's like eighteen quarterbacks for the AFC listed because none of them wanted to come. Yeah, and does then Lamar, Tyler Huntley do, do Lamar and Huntley get Pro Bowl? Like, probably because Lamar obviously couldn't do it because of injury, but I'm pretty sure he still gets the Pro Bowl like check mark on his resume. I'm not positive on that. Um, he probably does. I mean, I, I, the whole thing's a joke. Really, um, the only thing that matters to me is all pro. I think all, all yeah. the all pros are like, honestly, just get rid of it. I mean, the NFL never will, but just, um, I mean, I, I don't know what you could do. What if you, what if to replace the Pro Bowl, they took the two worst teams in football and had them play this this week for the first overall draft pick? Winner gets the first pick. Well, that's an idea. What about that? And then you you know you got two teams playing for something. People will watch it because I feel like nobody watches the so, Pro Bowl. So basically you do a lottery system, but you do it via via a, a game. Yeah, and I mean you're giving these two teams Could that didn't imagine? make the playoff. Could you how would you get a quarterback to play in that game though? Like let, let's say you're the you're the Texans, right? Like you're obviously taking a quarterback. Why in the world would Davis Mills play well? Why I mean, why'd they win the last week of the year? Well, that's what we know why. Well, I guess well, <laughs> yeah, so they didn't get the first pick. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, yeah maybe it wouldn't work out. But... but it's a good idea. I like where your head's at. But that's what I'm saying. It's like at that point, you're having people play to like to get their job stolen, yeah, which is kind of funny. You know what they should do instead of the Pro Bowl? Move the Senior Bowl to that week mm, and yeah, do yeah. the Senior Bowl instead. But have it NFL style. The Senior Bowl is kind of dumb anyway. But in this way, you have the mm-hmm. scouts come in and you have – like multiple head coaches like that aren't there coach the game and it means something. I like that a lot. And then and let, maybe let's say you win, right? Let's say you're, you you win. Then those people get invited to the actual draft, something like that. 
or they yeah. get like a bonus, like they get like fifteen thousand dollars for winning. You know, th- throw some money in it. I like that. Maybe you know, people like Stetson Bennett will show or, up and not go. You have the players selected to the Pro Bowl be the coaches. Yeah, all, all they definitely need to down. do something. We'll see what happens. You know, yeah, I'll, we need to we need to get come up with some alternative because it's just. It's not working out. No, it, it is not. But, hey, Super Bowl is around the corner. You know, yep. last week, it's kind of sad. Um, you know, and is the and we'll obviously do like a Friday or Saturday uh, preview. Is that the plan? Uh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, no, It'll it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I am pulling for the Chiefs. I am as well. I'm leading them. Mahomes – Interesting stat before we go. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has never, never been an underdog when a when the line closed before the game. He will most I, I, likely be the underdog. I don't next think he week. will be. You think it's going to switch? Which last week or against the Bengals? That's true, I but I mean it switched quickly. People, too many people bet on Mahomes. True. I mean, if you're looking at the Chiefs as an underdog, you're probably taking the point and a half or whatever the hell it is for sure. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I mean, God, does a point and a half even do anything in football, though? Mm, no, but I mean, you can get him money line on Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, I'll take plus, that. plus I, money. I, I think they're gonna play well. The I only issue with this is that Mahomes needs to calm down because if he keeps going at this rate, he's gonna pass Brady, and we can't be having that. Yeah, it's a t- I mean, it's a tough Super Bowl for me. I, it was the, the least matchup I wanted to see when it started. But well, there's a lot of storylines that we can dive into. For sure. Um, anything else you want to touch on? No, today? no. I think, uh, you know, obviously, you know, some other stuff, you know, coming up. Obviously, we'll do the uh, NFL next week of the preview of the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe during the offseason, we touch on some offseason. Maybe we do a little March Madness, you know, on the podcast, you know, just on Ooh, yeah. some ideas, you know. Little, for sure. Do our best, and uh, for people who uh, listen to this and don't really know us, uh, me and Nick do a uh, a challenge every year for March Madness. And Nick, what's the record after ten years? It's uh, you're up eight to two. Okay, all right, so just, I'm, just, just checking. I mean, you you also went through a stretch when we were in, in college where you had the Final Four right like two years in a row. So yeah, yeah. no much I can do about no, that. No, there's not much. You know, when you get lucky, you get lucky. <laughs> my my luck has downturned since then. When the Patriots win, I'm lucky. When they lose, I'm unlucky. It's really sad. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, the music credit goes out to ACDC, and we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you.